close relationship with them and want to know how to achieve it. Here's your host, Ivory Lanoue, renowned angel communicator. Do you want to know more about angels? Are you ready to level up your spiritual journey? Then you are going to love my inner circle and Patreon. Membership includes great benefits like virtual workshops, mentoring programs, topical videos, interesting posts, a supportive, like-minded community, discounted sessions with me, and access to a library of videos and posts on topics you care about like angels, spirituality, healing, and personal growth. Join and begin your spiritual expansion today. That's the Angel Room Inner Circle on Patreon. Welcome to the show today. I'm so excited because I have a special guest, my good friend, Terry Ann Russell. And before we get started about her book, though, I want to say hello to my listeners in Caracas, Venezuela. So excited to see you here with me week after week. Uh, let's talk about this, Terry Ann. That's going to be hard to cover all of this in 30 minutes. Do a good job, but maybe it'll be enough to intrigue people. Terry Ann has written her second book, and it's called Reaching for You, The 12 Transmissions of Teachings from Mary. So why don't you talk about what this book is about? How did it come to be? Oh, my gosh. Like, I felt like it would never end when I was writing it. It was such a deep transformational process for me. But going back um, after losing Anthony about three years ago, it was about his two-year anniversary. and. I was feeling a deep sense of grief again and loss. And I was just going through that really hard, difficult phase of missing him so much. And I felt like I was losing him again. And at that time, I was just so inundated with the heaviness again. It just felt like the beginning for me. And at that time, he brought in Frederick, my doorkeeper, and Mary. And together, we started this process of writing this next book and I totally was not (laughs) ready for it. Does that make sense? I know, I I believe that it was contracted to be written, but I just, I didn't feel that I was ready. And throughout the whole process of writing the book, I really questioned whether I would be the person that would be able to do this. I would tell you, I was surprised because the whole time I was thinking, oh, the second book will be a continuation of the first book, but it is not. (laughs) So I, I know. Talk a little bit about uh, what happened with Anthony, like the the process with him that sort of opened the door to this new book. So the process was so Anthony passed suddenly at 27, and about four months after his passing, he was urging me to write his book, and I didn't want to write his book either. It was it was really hard for me to be so raw and emotional in that big state of grief after having just lost him. It was so new. Um, And he took me on a trajectory, this path. You've said it often, and it's true. Like his passing really like catapulted me into this whole other place. So my spiritual awakening was really like advanced again, this next level. Yeah, it's not a way you'd ever want that to have happen for sure. I know you would never have consciously said, I'll trade one of my children 
to have my consciousness expanded tremendously. And I know how much you still grieve for him, but he is really helping you. And so I'm just going to say, you know, I have read Terry Ann's book and I did do the 12 transmissions. It's a workbook, right? So it like takes you through the steps. It's a, it's a self-help book. And I thought it was really powerful. And, and I do know the energy of Mother Mary. And as soon as I started reading it, boom, that energy was there. And every time I did one of the transmissions, that energy was there. Um, I think we do need to talk about what you were doing prior to writing this book, because that was an interesting year for you and your family. Do you want to talk about that, what you did, like doing with the earth and and how that prepared you for writing this book? Sure. Yeah. So going back um, when I first came to Sedona, a lot of stuff started opening up for me and I started receiving zip codes and I didn't understand that was about two years prior to Anthony's passing. So I had not understood at that point what those codes meant, but I always kept track of them. I have my little notes and I would write them down. Okay. Okay. But I didn't really receive any guidance as to what to do with them. And afterwards, Anthony had uh, guided us to go on the road to sell everything we own. (laughs) And I thought he was crazy. Um, But throughout that process, you know, those zip codes, I would look at them and new zip codes would come in. And so he'd say, okay, we're going to go here. Here's the zip code. And I'd look it up and I'd say, okay, so we're going to go here. And I'd figure, okay, maybe we're going to stay a couple of days. And we'd get somewhere and we'd be there a couple of days and it ended up to be a couple of weeks or the opposite. We'd go somewhere and I'd say, you know, we'll probably stay here a few weeks, a couple of days. And I'm like, no, we have to go. I need the energy here. I didn't like it. It was really heavy. Um, As we got closer to the East Coast, I could feel that heaviness of the work that I was doing. So in every place, I'd start to anchor in my energy you know, I call it down from above and um, white light, source white light into the earth and anchor into the grid. And I would do my work. And I had a whole ritual that I did. And it was always funny because the night before we were ready to leave, there'd be torrential downpours everywhere we were. And I was like, well, this can't be coincidence because every time we're leaving again, it would be all this rain washing everything out. And I saw, you know, sometimes not until afterwards do we really understand the capacity of what we're given. What were some of the places that Anthony guided you to go to to do this work? So the big one was Schenectady, New York. Interesting. And that one, I actually heard Schenectady. I didn't get a zip code for that, but I heard go to Schenectady. Um, So that was one of the places. And I I made sure we went to all of the places that the zip codes that I was given. Um, And I felt like it was like, so clearing out whatever was in the grid, you know, under the earth, there's a lot of energy as well. So I felt like it was like reconnecting and reactivating. But through this process, I was also doing a lot of healing on myself. So I took that time prior to writing this book of that year on the road was really about me healing myself as well. I was just going to ask you, what were you doing with this work? I knew it was something like that, but I thought you should specify. And there it is. So, so your whole family's traveling around the country. And I know because we were staying in touch and, and you were letting us know where you were and you were posting pictures on social media, 
But was that when, during that trip, is that when you started receiving these downloads and these visits from Mother Mary? Right at the end. So Anthony's uh, angelversary was in July and um, about June, the end of May, around June, I started to um, feel that heaviness and that's when he brought, so his birthday's in June and his death date's in July. So that time period for me is really, really difficult. Um, So he started to bring her in around then and he guided us back to Sedona in September. So from June on, and then this whole process unleashed before me about connecting with Mary and doing this really deep inner work that required a lot of me. Um, I mean, it really did. It was a lot of it was really difficult for me to go through. And I share that in the book because I think it's important for people to know this wasn't an easy process for me to undergo. I always feel like I'm sort of like the guinea pig. I felt like, and I hope this isn't sharing something too personal, but I felt like your time and energy was cleared out by your angels so that you could put all your time and energy necessary into this process. Yes. And even the last year, so since we've been down in Phoenix, um, I've been in like this cocoon phase, you know, as you know, I was traveling back and forth to Sedona about six months, but really from when then I has, I still have been in this cocoon phase and not until the last like six weeks have I heard it's time for you to, (laughs) your time in solitude has expired. You're like, no, I kind of liked it. (laughs) You know, there, there's something to say about having the space to do it. Sophia was going back to in-person school. So I had a lot more time really to delve into what it was that's been holding me back in this lifetime And that in and of itself is really intense work to look at, to look at those pieces of you that are flawed and hurt. I just heard my angels tell me something. So we're going to do it. I want you to show the cover of your book for the people who can't stay to the end of the show. I want them to be able to see it so that you'll recognize it on Amazon. Uh, Where else is this book going to be available or is available? Well, right now it's just on Amazon, but I'm hoping to get it into some of the stores. I think you will. I just have a feeling about that. So I would like to hear about your experience connecting with Mother Mary. How did you know it was her? What did it feel like for you? Well, first, at first, I didn't see her. I just had a feeling when he brought her in. I hadn't seen her yet, but I had this feeling. Um, I get asked this a lot, and I don't really have any words. It's like a feeling of being held in this space of love that I've never experienced in this lifetime. So like when Anthony comes in, I can feel his love, but I always cry. I always, you know, I miss him and there's a longing to be with him. Mother Mary was completely different. I could feel like my heart open and expanded. It was so beautiful. But then also at the end, you know, there's sort of that loss because you remember a place that you once were, but you can't be there. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. (laughs) (laughs) It certainly does. And so much of these experiences, I know a lot of people say, oh, I wish that would happen for me, but it's not always like it is in the movies. You know, it's, it always involves a lot of how you feel 
And so for a lot of people who have psychic abilities and even some mediums don't really see the being, but they hear them and feel them. So, you know, if some of you out there, if that's happening for you, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not, it's not that you're missing something. That's just how you sense it. So let's talk about these transmissions because really that's the core of the book. She wants you to help people with these transmissions. So what are they and how do they work? So transmissions are like energy patterns. Um, How I describe it in the book, it's like when they're spoken, they're a frequency, our voice carries a frequency. So when they're spoken, they're um, a frequency and you are setting your intention. Um, I also share in the book about setting sacred space and crystals and all that for people who really aren't open or know a lot about how to set sacred space, Um, because that really sets the, the place for everything to occur. And then for the transmissions, they sort of, how she explained it to me is like building a bridge to Mary. Every transmission, um, especially the first six, like clear away a lot of stuff that has held you back. And so when we're clearing that away, the second set of six are actually bringing in new codes. So how she would describe it to me and how I shared it in the book was like a, a flash drive on your computer. There's only so much information that flash drive can hold. And you have to go out and delete some of those things that are on your flash drive to put new information on. And our bodies, our DNA is the same way. So a lot of those old outdated programs um, have to be deleted. So we have space for the new programs to come in. I wish I'd written it down before today, but one of the transmissions I was doing from your book I could smell the scent of roses. And so I'm bringing this up because last night I was thinking about what I want to talk to you about on the show today and I'm getting ready for bed. And suddenly there was a really strong scent of roses in the room. And I always associate that with Mother Mary. And I've smelled that like off and on my whole life. Right. Um, There's nothing to explain it. Just suddenly there's the scent of roses. So I think she was happy you're coming on the show today. (laughs) I think, so. I think it was uh, the second transmission for you. I thought you said, let me see. Oh, she can look it up. Oh, cause I wrote the yes, I for smell. her book and I talked about my experience. I forgot about that. I love it too. I mean, it was so amazing. So <laughs> I smelled the sweet scent of roses once again and felt my body buzzing, underscoring the high frequency of this transmission. So that was number two, the rose transmission. Oh, well, you're given a large heart-shaped piece of rose quartz. Oh yeah. I love that. That. that was a really powerful one. I, I want to make sure we talk about this because you say that the book is designed to be experienced and integrated And so do you think that's why some people might get stuck or quit when they're going through this book and their own experience? Is it that, is it that uh, reintegration integration process? Yeah. And they may come back to it a lot of times with this kind of work, like something may be presented to you at first and you're like, you know, I have no interest in it or whatever. I was, I just bought it for whatever reason. And maybe it's a few years later and you look at this book and it calls to you again and you look at it and you're like, wow, like now I'm ready. I've done that so many times. Like my angels guide me and I'm like, I don't even know why, but I, I get the book and then it sits on my shelf with my other spirituality books. And then suddenly I just have to read it. 
or you read it and it really doesn't seem to feel like much to you, but then you change, you read it again and you're like, oh my gosh, how did I not, how did I not notice this before? So anytime you've got a spirituality book, a self-help book, I just think that's part of the process built into it. Really. You're guided to get it. Then you're guided to read it as you're meant to. Um, Oh my goodness. A topic I like to discuss the dark night of the soul. You're (laughs) going through just this terrible dark night of the soul. Um, Obviously anybody who loses a child and that darkness that you experienced before your son passed away, how's that different for you? And, and how, and talk about how the illusion was lifted and, and everything you thought you knew was a lie. I went into sort of an existential crisis. When you believe your world to be a certain way and you wake up one day and you find out it was all a lie. Like once the veil of illusion, I always say you can't unsee what you've seen. Can't unring that bell, right? (laughs) So it's like, oh my gosh, like it's front and center in front of your face. And the people that you thought had your best interest at heart did not have your best interest at heart. And that's a really hard pill to swallow. And I think when you're going through this process of this inner work, a lot of times that's where people get stuck. They're like, okay, I can't go any further. And maybe they're not meant to. And that's okay too. It's like everybody with this book, everybody really gets what they need at the time that they need it. And that thing you're talking about of realizing that what you thought your life was isn't true. And that veil being lifted, a lot of people can't handle that. That is earth shaking. It pulls the ground out from under you. I understand that. And the thing is, though, if you want to continue self-growth and spiritual growth, you can't go on pretending like you didn't see it. Right. You can't live a lie. It's like, all of a sudden now if you're in this, oh, you asked for it, you wanted it. Well, here it is. And you're, well, maybe I didn't ask for it. Maybe I'm changing my mind. That's more than I thought. (laughs) I went through a lot of times where I was like, I don't think I'm the person to do this. I don't think that I can bring this forward because as I went deeper and deeper within myself, um, there was a lot of stuff, um, lifetimes of stuff wasn't just this lifetime. So lots of lifetimes of stuff that I had to look at and process through those and then understand and to get it out of the body. Like it's like all of these transmissions as they were building, I never knew how long I would be in a place of uh, integration or processing. So the first three transmissions for me were like a piece of cake. I was like, oh, this is easy. I got this. I can do this. And then bam, Oh my goodness. Did you come to a place where you feel like you understand why you're the person this was given to? I do. Um, I know that it was contracted as well. I do know I've been able to piece so much together. I've had so much support in my life from my spiritual community. And I've been able to piece everything together from early on. And as I was going and I was doing also um, regressions on myself, I would regress myself, um, self-hypnosis back every hundred years. And I would keep going and going and going. (laughs) That could be a book in and of itself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, It brought me back to the time of Jesus. And 
I was part of the Essenes. And so that really resonated with me. That came through and I had no idea what any of that was. So again, it sent me down a rabbit hole. I had to do. So you've never heard of it. So what is it? I'm sure people are hearing this going. I don't know what that is either. So the Essenes were a group of teachers that worked with Jesus in his time. And Mary, uh, Mary Magdalene and, and Mother Mary and all of them were together um, doing that work at that time. But when I regressed and I listened afterwards, I could, again, it's the visceral feeling for me because I'm clairsentient. The feeling of experiencing all that and what that means in my physical body Um, those kind of things. I don't just poo-poo them away because that's true visceral cellular memory. Yeah, that's not going to go away. I mean, we know how powerful it is, our past life experiences, bringing it forward into the current one. And when you're meant to remember it, that's huge. So I know you are a healer. I mean, that's how I met you. You're a healer. You You do more forms of healing than anybody I know. The ongoing student So you talk about this process and integration time with healing. Why is that important part of any healing that you're doing? Well, it's amazing. I think when I first started healing, I didn't understand that there was a process and integration period. And so, you know, Jesus says you can heal yourself. And it's really true because, you know, just think about it. All of the things that we give credit to, it's always outside of us. And we have the power within us. So if you're going through this process of processing and integration, so whatever it is, say it's lack and you've had lack your entire life and you've had lack in other lives and you're, you're diving deep into what that is and where it's from. You need time to process what that is, what it's about, and then to be able to integrate it. So I spend a lot of time afterwards Um, when I'm working with clients to come back to me and say, okay, well, this is what happened when I did a healing session and this came up for me. And what do you think it means? And can we look at that a little further? Because I think that's one of the key pieces that a lot of healers miss. It's just like, I'm going to do some healing on you. And and people have the misconception that I'm healing you. I'm not healing you. I'm, I'm bringing things to the surface for you to look at. It facilitating the healing, really. I mean, we all heal ourselves when you come right down to it, but a lot of us need help. Um, there's something I remember like the last, I think it was two transmissions where you were bringing in galactic energy and you found out that you're from a star. What did you learn from that? Like, what did that mean for you? It was the piece that I was always missing. I was always missing that piece of I was always looking for who was I, where was I from, what was I? And I don't know how I like to equate it is like, so we have ourselves in this life. And then like, if you think about ourselves being the, the, the trunk of the tree, and then we have these branches outwards, and then we have our, our past lives are like right here, a piece of us. And so when I found out that I came from a star, it had given me the answers that I've always been looking for. What star are you from? And then I started meeting other people (laughs) who were from stars. And I was like, well, this is no coincidence. You know, they'd come in for a session and have a a spiritual hypnosis session. And it would come through. And I was like, well, this is crazy now. Like, you know, and um, so from the Andromeda galaxy, mm -hmm, 
And, and I'm just going to say when Terry Ann was, was with us, Sedona Soul Sisters, she was our star seed girl. You know, she was the one who knew about the star seed and people came to her for that. So I'm not totally surprised that this would come through for you because you've been looking for that. So I know as out of the book, you now offer a course that dives deeper into each of these transmissions. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So through the writing of the book, they also guided me to create the afterwards, which is I have a private one-on-one course that I'll work with people for a year. And we'll go through and we'll do that deep diving into the process and integration about what's coming up for them. Because even though we're doing the same transmissions, different things may come up for you based on what you've contracted in this life, um, what you need to look at. So there's because your experiences are all different. So I created a course that I would work one on one specifically with people. And then I have a group processing that people who are open to being in a group, like say four or five people, because I have to say there's something to be said. This last year that I've been doing a a group work, there's something to be said about honoring the process of watching somebody else process, holding space for that person, not trying to fix it and not trying to push it away and not feel it because it's bringing stuff up in you as well. So that's why I love group processing for that reason. So There's I create a lot of benefit, a lot of benefit to that. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, I can understand why you're doing that too. And why that would benefit people because reading a book is one thing, but a lot of people need a little more guidance, support and reassurance. And they're going to experience things that if this is all new to them, they're going to need somebody they trust to come to and say, oh my gosh, I smelled roses, you know, or, hey, I saw this or I experienced this, or now this is happening because you go through a a 12 transmission series, like in your book. And for people who haven't been working on themselves spiritually for, for a long time, I feel like it can bring on a powerful spiritual awakening or absolutely a very big forward shift. And that can be scary if you don't know what's going on or disconcerting at the very least. Yes. Yes. And we'll, we'll talk about, go back to the existential crisis. <laughs> it's like everything you knew is totally not that way anymore. And I think where we're moving into, you and I have talked about this often before, but this new space of healing and energy work and more alternative ways of doing things that are natural. Yeah. I, I strongly believe that that's what my angel showed me back in like 84. So here it is. I think it's, I think we're right on the verge of that. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for you with this book. And I know that uh, it's going to help a lot of people. Um, I knew that just when you told me what it was about, but after reading it, I thought that's going to be just really amazing for many people. And I can see you doing more with mother Mary. Do you feel like that's true? Yes, I I think, um, so what I was told was there would be three volumes. This would be the first volume, the activation of the Crystalline Light series, and then um, the second book, possibly sharing people's experiences. Because there's something to be said for people, like when you shared in the forward about your experiences, people coming forward and sharing their experiences. Hey, there's a whole series of books that bears that out. And that's like chicken soup for the soul. 
is people's personal growth and spiritual growth experiences. So there you go. You know, people love to hear other people's stories. And I think that that helps people even get a better idea of what's in store for them. Terri Ann, I want to be sure to give you a chance to tell people, first off, show them your book one more time, just in case they tuned in later in the show. So this is the book. Reaching for you. It has, for those of you, most of you are listening, not watching. Uh, It's got a gorgeous cover. It's got Mother Mary surrounded by this beautiful garden and trees. Reaching for you, Mother Mary's workbook for spiritual transformation. And it's the Crystalline Light Activation Series. And the author is Terry Ann Russell. How can people reach you if they want to work directly with you? Sure, absolutely. Um, you can find me. My website is terryannrussell.as.me. Dot at dot me? Dot as, A-S. Oh, okay. Dot me. And then you can find me there. And then I'm all over social media. But if you just search Reaching for You, Terry Ann Russell, it'll come up with the book like right away. And what is your podcast called? So we have a podcast on Clubhouse and YouTube. It's called Spiritual Conversation with me, myself, and my two co-hosts. And we talk about all different topics. Once a week or once every other week, we do energy healing. Um, Because I think right now, with everything that's going on, people are really looking for a sort of home base to be in that space of harmony. They are. And and I think that's great you're doing that because if people see you, hear you, see your book, resonate with you, it gives them a way to interact with you and experience more of what you have to offer through your contact with Mother Mary and through Anthony. I mean, he is he is a powerful spirit. He was at the forefront of this all and he always knew, but, you know, it's still, sometimes I'm just, I'm in awe of everything that we don't know. Oh my gosh. I know. And when people will ask, like, because you're psychic medium, they're like, so what's the afterlife all about? I'm like, I don't know what it's all about. You know, I know what spirit tells me. I know what I've experienced, but until we're there, we're not meant to know what it's all. And I don't even know if we know what it's all about when we are in the afterlife. I don't know because I didn't get the privilege of remembering that. We'll have to ask some diamond children, won't we? Oh my gosh. Wouldn't that be it? There's a lot of kids coming in. Uh, I was just talking to somebody the other day and they were mentioning that their child has um, remembrance of past lives. Oh, yeah. We were talking about that. We did a a recent show on that topic Mm -hmm. and these kids are just mind blowing. But Terri Ann, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's always a pleasure having you here. Just love spending time with you. And all of you know, if you missed how to contact her, I'll put it in the show notes. Tune in next Sunday. The topic is call in your soulmate. In the meantime, may your angels surround you. May your angels protect you every moment, every day of your life. I'll see you next week. Sunday at noon Arizona time for another enlightening episode.